0: It is Wednesday night, December 2nd, and I don't like hyperbole. I don't like the, this is the greatest pay-per-view that's going to ever happen, but I will say that tonight, the pro wrestling business changed. So, sit back and enjoy, and I'm not using a fake out here. It changed. I'm Josh Labar here. This is the Wrestling Inc. post-Wednesday night podcast, being joined, as always, by the staple of the show, Mr. Mayor, the BP, Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you?
1: What's up, you guys? How are you? More importantly, introduce the man in the middle.
0: I'm going to introduce the man in the middle. Picks, picks, picks his spots to make his <laughs> debut on this podcast. Uh, it won't be hard to get through this one. Uh, you can see him in, uh, on Forbes. Uh, Forbes.com to be specific every single week, covering the world of pro wrestling, breaking down the stories, breaking down the numbers. Uh, great guy's going to add a lot of fun to this podcast tonight. Alfred Kunoa. Alfred, welcome, my friend. So good to be here. I don't want to be arrogant.
2: I think this is the greatest debut that happened in wrestling tonight. What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. I second.
0: second second, I'll third. Good, good. Thank you. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Thank you for lying in my face. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) It's a business of working each other. Um, (laughs) Guys, this was big. Uh, We'll just go ahead and give the headlines right now because you see it in the headlines. We know some people listen and and watch us. We appreciate it and don't get to consume the shows. Tonight, there is a new world champion, but there is a twist to that world champion and what goes on it. Tonight, WWE Hall of Famer, and I believe TNA Impact Hall of Famer, Sting, yes, Sting, 19 years, 20 years later, is once again on TNT in a pro wrestling ring. That and much more we are going to cover, so let's just get right into it. Of course, we encourage the Super Chats, send your money, uh, pad Raj's pockets, and we'll read the comment on the show I'm
1: surprised he did not front run and jump on this (laughs) podcast all of a sudden, willing to do the show with Sting coming on.
0: Right. Well, there could always be a run in because that was a the theme tonight of AEW run ins. There could always be a Raj run in. <laughs> All right. So we kick it off. It is uh, the theme is a uh, winner is coming and uh, they really ribbed themselves. It was 40 something degrees in Jacksonville tonight in the open air daily stadium. Oh, it's freezing, <laughs> dude, here. Heaters and all uh, surrounding this facility. We kick it off with a dynamite diamond battle royal, all kinds of names in the ring. Of course, the winners here is whoever is the last two that remain in the battle royal. And they then will have a match, I uh, believe to determine who gets a number one contendership uh, up against uh, an AEW world title. Uh, a lot of business was accomplished here. Mainly it's pointed out here that Sean Spears, he's got his problem. Uh he has he has some problems going on, and we also see the uh Miro and Kipsabian their problems with best friends. Uh ultimately though, what ends up happening for the finish is we will see uh MJF and Wardlow. We think it's them two as the finals. No, it looks like Orange Cassidy, he's still on the outside. And yes. in the end, it turns out to be MJF and Orange Cassidy the winners. Uh the, the final two that uh end up winning after Cassidy eliminates Wardlow. So Matt Morgan, I heard a little uh you're not liking this, huh?
1: Not Orange Cassidy. I, I, and to be fair, um, and not hypocritical, I believe, fans, correct me in the chat room, you will, I'm sure, if I'm wrong, I was one of the first to drive the Orange Cassidy bus. Let's, yep. let's admit. I'm definitely, by him himself, has already written this on Twitter, to my understanding, um, dr- official driver of the John Silver fan bus. Yes. Uh, I jumped on him months ago in his talent. So I feel... Guilty, bad saying, you know, this, but I don't think this is not how you book Orange Cassidy. I just don't. I think it's a mistake to continue to try to book him in a main event setting or in a wrestling match that goes longer than X amount of minutes. He has a great spot and a great opportunity to differentiate that show with his comedy. Um, I pop for it all the time, generally. But if you remember the match versus Jericho, it exposed a lot to me as far as w- why you can't have him in the main event. It was time for him to blow his comeback. And he started doing his shin kick shit. Like, no, no. That's when you got to start changing gears. Oh, but Matt, it's different. Don't you just, I don't want to be laughing in a babyface comeback. I want to see Chris Jericho, dastardly Chris Jericho, get his ass handed to him. And it's time to change gears because you just got your ass kicked during the heat as the babyface, Orange Cassidy. And it's time to serve him his comeuppance that's the problem with his comedy character you have to put it at a certain place in this show i just don't believe it's in a you can still spotlight it but just not main event ish spotlight if that makes sense
2: alfred yeah i'm a lover of orange cassidy i'm right there with you in that uh, bandwagon i'm riding shotgun with uh, mr mayor there i I really do love orange cassidy and i actually do love the fact that they do spotlight him and have him when if nothing else philosophically so that the culture of AEW, every time you watch a show, if somebody's coming up, no matter who they are, that you can see anybody come up and there's a lot of parody there. And I think that really helps the company overall. The idea that even if you're a comedy character who you could perceive him as mid-card comedy to have the ceiling, even that guy can get to the main event if he's booked correctly. That's good to see. What I didn't like about this battle royal uh, was the fact that warload didn't win. I, I just think that they might be overthinking themselves. Maybe they have a better idea Uh, But the fact that MJF and Wardlow have been teasing tension dating back months, that this is a story that they're obviously trying to tell, this fell into their lap for Wardlow to win this, and it'll be so poetic for next week, Wardlow, maybe it's Wardlow and MJF one-on-one. There's so much you could have done, Wardlow and somebody, and Wardlow winning the ring to where you could really advance that storyline, and I think they missed a big opportunity. So I don't know what they have that they think is better than Wardlow somehow backing into this and immediately being confronted with MJF, but, you know, I think they made a
1: mistake. Alfred, I think... Because he, MJF just joined the inner circle, that right. that's taken precedence as far as attention goes, or whatever or writing goes, whatever, whatever attention to detail goes. So, when you're a bigger guy and you're booking a bigger guy, it is crucial. I, what happened to me the opposite way, bad way, for many times in my career, that you get lost in the shuffle, or you're the B part of an A storyline. So the A storyline is him joining uh, the the group, right? The inner circle. My fear is if they did that now, even though I think the timing is right, is, I agree with you, um, and I want to see that feud bad as hell, and it's good timing for it. It's just if he wasn't in the inner circle, MJF, along with him, it'd be perfect. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think if they worked each other, though, it would be a one-off because he's in the inner circle, and they're going to continue to shove down our throats in a good way because it's a great storyline. Um, inner circle and MJF storyline being the bigger of the storyline and the MJF versus Wardlow storyline would take kind of a back seat to it. They wouldn't put as much tension. They wouldn't give them as much time. And so when they burst the cork off that bitch, it's going to be money and and, and, and they'll have its own center stage. Do you know what I mean by that presentation? Yeah, that absolutely. it deserves because Wardlow, I agree, brother. He is a star, big star Wait to happen.
0: Well, and I especially agree when the whole gimmick awesome. of, when the whole gimmick of this particular battle royal that aew has invented is it's not the last person when it's the final two so you had wardlow mjf and sammy those were the three that were in cahoots those were the three (laughs) that stayed together so i thought it just would have been i mean again we get we get the luxury of armchair quarterbacking this but if you come down to the final three being the three that are in cahoots the three inner circle guys mjf wardlow sammy and then you have Wardlow and mjf decide to kick Sammy out and eliminate him. You know, it it, 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 it builds that tension. It, 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 yeah, cause I agree. Orange Cassidy, the things that got him over that made him so different, the, the shin kicks and all that, they're kind of past that. That he's, he's beyond. Now he's just another wrestler. Yeah. He puts his hands in the pocket and, and he, and he does still does the shades or whatever, but I, I, the, some of the, some of the new car smell is off of him. He's been, I think Matt said it, exposed.
1: He, he's a very good wrestler. He can go. Uh, he's athletic as hell too. Um but I did like the comedy stuff. I thought that was funny.
0: I, I agree. Uh uh $1.99 Super Chat I am error. It's sting felt like old times, 19 years. Yes, we will get to that here in just a few moments. And uh But did it,
1: but did it really did it.
0: Uh we we will get to it, Mr. Mr. Morgan. Hang <laughs> on, hang on, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, uh so, <clears throat> should be noted again, other business going on, post match, best friends come out to celebrate. Uh Miro, uh he comes to back to the ring along with uh Sabian, and so they're continuing this whole issue Matt over you knocked over my video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on Kip Sabian and best friends. Uh up next, first time ever in his uh, over 2000 match career, Chris Jericho having a singles match against Frankie Kazarian. Mm-hmm. Uh this match, uh good to see these two again. This was a, this was a fresh matchup so good to see them back and yeah. forth in the ring. Uh most notably though, uh, what what goes on is as F- Kazarian has got like a Boston Crab I believe on Jericho. It looks like he's got Jericho um, uh, literally uh, almost done and we have MJF out there threatening to throw a towel in Sammy's trying to stop that um, there's there's distraction there's chaos ultimately yes. Jericho ends up getting the uh, pops up hits the Judas Effect elbow for the win but then so Jericho is the win but the most notable thing here is what happens after guys and that is all of inner Circle is just at each other mainly MJF and Wardlow against the, uh, the, the core members and Jericho gets on the mic irate says this is BS next week ultimatum Either we work together, and or I'm disbanding the group forever. Okay, that's next week.
1: All right. You want me to well, talk about the match, or?
0: Well, I mean, I guess, I guess I guess my my question to you, Matt, is it seemed kind of odd that Jer- Jericho so irate that his this 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 the group's not working. Inter- and, 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 right. But I, I would have thought to make that really se- to really sell me that Jericho's that mad, have Kazarian get the roll up win on him. Jericho just won. Why is he so mad? Oh, okay. You know, uh, it just uh, seemed uh, kind of weird. No, no, had, no that's, yeah. Okay. Had, the gr- had the group's dissension caused a distraction, Jericho, and Jericho got schoolboyed, I get it. You you imbeciles just cost me a match against some jabron. But but no, they still yes. gave him the win on Frankie. That seemed a like, missed opportunity to give Frankie a W.
1: It, it does, but if they don't have plans for Frankie and to do anything real with him, do not waste a, a, any kind of victory over Chris Jericho, in my opinion. um, You save that for somebody you're building, and you're going to actually do something legit with it. To be fair, Orange Cassidy. They're doing something legit with Orange Cassidy. That's that was the right person to put over Jericho at the time because now they're following through with bo- how they're booking Orange. But <laughs> you don't want to waste a Chris Jericho loss. And I hate to say that about a friend. Frank, I love Frankie to death. He's a very good friend. But uh I don't think they have like plans to book him as some single star all of a sudden. I hope they do. He looks like a million bucks, the dude doesn't age. But um,
0: well, it's not so much a need a plan for him. It's it's a reason for Jericho. I know, I know, it's a reason for Jericho, Jericho to, to make yes. this threat of his group.
1: Yes, you still do not waste. In my opinion, the bigger story there would be Chris Jericho took a pinfall on on TV. He's too big of a star for that company. He just lost twice to Orange Cassidy. I thought that was too. I thought that was one too many times. Honestly, um, you got to protect him. Um, he's the biggest star they have really when you really break it down. Um, although MJF is probably my favorite. Um. Anyways, long story short, the match itself was friggin' awesome. Kaz can go, everybody. That's no secret. And I'm happy to see him get some good time in there. And he had a really good, believable, somewhat believable false finish. I mean, Frankie's never tapped anybody out with the Boston Crab before. So then again, <laughs> is that really that believable as false finish? I don't know. I thought you put it over more than you really should. Um, <laughs> that he had him and he was going to beat him. I've never seen Frankie beat anybody with it before.
0: MJF put it over. He was almost had the towel yes, in the ring. He's yes, to put it over.
1: Yes, yes. But let this be another moral of the story that everybody needs to have a finisher. And you need to hit that shit if you want people to really buy that you're about to beat somebody. Um, Let them kick out. Who cares? Um, Anyways, uh, on you, Alfred. Sorry. (laughs)
2: Yeah, no, AEW has been pretty wonky with its finishes. I do agree with you, Matt, yes. that you don't really want to just beat Chris Jericho. That is a big thing. But, I mean, Frankie Kazarian might be the most underrated man in AEW. I want them to start doing yes. it. Every time he wrestles, even me personally, I'm like, well, he's not my favorite wrestler. This should be a nice little match. And it's always so much better than I anticipated. And so, always. in the back of my mind, I was hoping, yeah, hopefully he does beat Chris Jericho. But when you saw the inner circle come down to the ring to Justice's point, and you saw Chris Jericho getting mad afterwards, the fact that he didn't lose kind of, Breaks that tie and it makes me kind of think, especially dating back. I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, AW has been kind of weird with their finishes because it was Serena Deeb and uh, uh Thunder, Rosa. Thunder Rosa, and then uh Britt Baker comes down with the interference. You just think, okay, interference leads to the loss, but she interferes and they go on to wrestle for several minutes and she lost, but it wasn't because Britt Baker interfered. It reminded me of that moment to where it's like, okay. There's a disconnect here with this finish. Like, why would Chris Jericho be so mad and so hot about this if he won the match All's well and he just needs to calm down his boys? So it's one of those continuity things with the finishes that I think AEW needs to tie up. Uh, if they didn't want to beat Jericho, they could have still had him win. It wouldn't have been any problem, but they really didn't need Inner Circle coming down,
1: uh, Frankie Kazarian getting a golden opportunity and then blowing it because now it makes Frankie look bad. It's true. You don't think, though, it's enough that he sees them arguing on the outside. He's sick of, uh, of resident Sammy. And, uh, see, I watched it being the elite. I watch everything that these guys do. Cause I'm, enter- I think they're hilarious. I, sure. I'm entertained by it all. Um, so they connect a lot of dots on that show too. And I, don't you think though, like they showed enough, not enough, but they've shown a little infighting between the group, yeah. right. Between specifically Sammy and then MJF to where finally dad's just pissed off at his two kids and just had enough and takes both kids pulls the station wagon over spanks them both real quick and then keeps <laughs> moving on like that's what it felt like to me we're going to see next week i don't know
0: yeah well no, well, great- well and what's nice is there's so many routes to go with this i mean you can go you could <clears throat> you could have it implode next week uh, you could have it be uh, where this, they all come together and have a big laugh and ah, we got you. We're all fine. I mean, there's a lot ah, of, yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of ways that, you know, or, or all of them could have agreed on something, but one of them defects. So I, I, I will say this. I like the fact that I'm going to tune in volume See. all the way up because there's a lot of routes to go here.
2: And really quick, I really love the fact that this early into this show, this was, I think, the second segment. They're promoting this massive segment for next week that, you know, uh, coming off a really big show, they're already doing business for next week, this early into a big show with a big audience. I think that's just genius. It's something every promotion needs to be doing.
0: Very good point. And keeping with the Super Chats, we're building to it. Four ninety nine from Bigfoot, Sneakerhead, WWE shot themselves in the foot by letting yes. uh, letting go Sting, uh, Sting go. We all knew Sting was going to jump to AEW. AEW has a new fan. WWE, take notes. And again, wow. we are building to that segment which we are getting to and uh there's moving the needle uh why would you
1: get rid of him that makes no sense to me he's under a hall of fame contract have him come to some autographs he's you can't do anything like what were you guys what the hell were they thinking
0: a
2: lot of things <laughs> at play we'll, we'll,
1: we'll get to that later No, I yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later a lot <laughs> of things
0: yeah we'll, we'll see here and uh, <laughs> by the way this is a big night in wrestling and the uh, the viewership continues to uptick on this podcast thank you very much live right now and uh, I know if you're just tuning in if you come in late Matt Morgan of course you know Justin LaVar here every Wednesday with you Alfred Kunle covers pro wrestling for Forbes check him out uh, you can check out his handle right there follow him on social media so uh, just Alfred making his debut here to the panel for those of you who are wondering hey who's the new guy in the, in the Hollywood <laughs> square in the middle <laughs> All right, so we pick back up Young Bucks uh, backstage, being interviewed by Alex Marvez, and then we see the acclaimed uh, Max Caster and Anthony Bowen show up. They start to do a rap about Matt and Nick's book and making fun of uh, and making fun of them. And then all of a sudden, just as this is happening over the, uh, we see the Bucks get attacked from behind by TH2, uh, and then of course Christopher Daniels and uh, Frankie coming from the ring show up to chase them off. So uh, building the Young Bucks who are, are doing some doing some giving back, working with some new young fresh tag teams in AEW
1: yeah I love it I love it and I love the young French tag teams they got love them it,
0: it's it's a deep roster a deep tag team roster that's for sure I
2: do yes. like it I think that I think these two guys are charismatic enough to pull off the unique gimmick they have and they even made reference to the fact that uh oh isn't that an old gimmick from somebody else which is okay if you're irreverent with it and I think the rapper gimmick will play
0: yes I yeah. agree yeah up next, it's we have good. some women's action. We get Britt Baker uh, up against Layla Hirsch. Uh, we've seen Hirsch before. Uh, commentary really putting her over. Uh, short stature, but she is muscular. She's built. She's got an amateur yeah, uh, wrestling jacked. background. Uh, so they're really putting that over. Uh, Jim Jim yeah. Ross is uh, born in Russia, adopted, and came to the States at 8. So giving her a lot of backstory. This match gets length. This match gets a commercial in the middle of it. So not yeah. a quick squash match for the doctor. Ultimately, though, Britt does end up getting the win Via submission, but certainly it seems like Layla, Layla Hirsch. Somebody uh, they have plans for uh, to stick around, Don't,
1: but I on. would have liked to see them book her as a heel. Layla Hirsch, be b- because of how Jack she is. It, it'd be such good. It'd be, it's remember, it's always easier to boo, even though she's short in stature. It's easier to boo Goliath than cheer Goliath, right? And she is Jack compared to those other girls, and um, is automatic sympathy built like. If you were to tune into that match and you just looked at both of them really quick, you would assume Britt Baker would be the face. If you just physically looked at them, not not how they're wrestling, right? Not their characters, just physically looking at them. Britt Baker screams babyface in real life. Just physically looking at her and her, you know, the other girl, heel. But uh, what you're right. This was a great debut. Um, It goes to show you again the old saying that, and Kurt Angle is the king at this. Um, You can still get over, even in a loss, you know, you still, you still can get yourself over, uh, if the other talent is generally good enough to help you get there. And you have Jim Ross going bonkers every two minutes about that talent, <laughs> yeah. he shut up about her, which was great. Great backstory. I never would have known about.
0: No, he did. And, and post-match, the note here, Thunder Rosa comes out from the crowd and, uh, her and Brett have to be separated. So they're really, really running with this Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, uh, a good. Few here.
1: Yeah. Good. I love Thunder Rosa. Yeah, it's amazing. And I love it. Layla Hirsch,
0: too. I mean, she's just something to
2: behold in terms of uh, being just this compact wrestler. She's got, like, a, a lot of people are probably going to try to compare her to other women in wrestling. She reminds me of Taz. Like, that's the comparison for me in Ooh. terms of... A short compact wrestler who can suplex the hell out of you, and she's a legit shooter too, I believe. I think she has an amateur wrestling background. Oh, so wow! So that's another reason why she could play at heels because she really did, yeah. Like to Matt's point, despite her being like they even made light of it with Britt Baker's towering over her, she seemed like she could have killed
1: Britt Baker, oh, at her yeah. time. but you yes. know, yeah, like she could have tied her up in knots. Um, where is she from? I've never heard of her. Have you heard of her sure. before, Alfred? Not before, not for this, not for AEW. Not me
2: either.
0: She, she's made one or two appearances on AEW before. I don't know if it was dark or for Dynamite. I, I believe the backstory, if it's true, that J- to Jim Ross gave is that she's from New Jersey. Um, she's She's got incredible, you know, squad and different numbers from the from from lifting. Um, yeah. I, she, I believe he said that she got college offers uh, to wrestle, but I think she opted to go, you know, pursue pro wrestling and bodybuilding, uh-huh. pro wrestling and such, uh, so she forgoed, um the opportunities in college, but yeah Taz, that's the comparison I thought too, just that short, just all muscle yeah, <clears> yeah. kind
1: it's of shooter fire, look. Fire, fire hydrant that will yeah, break you an in terms of, You can't teach to work, even
2: though she's short, you're just looking at her like oh man, that tall girl better watch out because this is going to be a problem.
1: And Taz does they need to let Taz commentate for her because Taz used to do a great job with, for my opponents when I would let like let's say Doug Williams, a TNA or something like that. Who was really good in the ring and gifted uh, um, uh, with, with the bait, not with the basics, you know, the chain wrestling and shit like that would he, he would basically, and I'd give Doug a suplex or something like that. And I get yelled at in the back for God damn it. You're a giant. What the hell are you doing? Blah, 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 stay on your feet. Shut up. Um, <laughs> it's a work. Um, and I like Doug, but um, he would do such a good job, Taz on commentary explaining you get as long as your hips are underneath your opponents, you have an advantage, believe it or not. And Taz does the best job because of his career and how he worked. Always the shortest guy generally in every match he was in on the importance of the explosiveness you need to have. If you are shorter than your opponent and the ability to get your your hips under your opponent and that explosiveness and popping those hips to suplex them all over God's green earth like Taz used to do. Um, I hope we get a chance to let Taz commentate for her. Because he would do an outstanding job getting her over on commentary. And Jim Ross did a great job tonight, for the record.
0: He did. Uh, another super chat. Dr. Childers, uh, 499. I'm digging this new Alfred dude. Bring him back more to the show. So
1: yes, Four Dr. Nine, Childers. I agree, Dr. Childers. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Childers. I appreciate it.
0: Somebody spent five bucks to say bring Alfred back. I like it. It was Mrs. Alfred. I have no <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the segment that's going to uh, carry the next several minutes here. All right, we get into this is the turn into the second hour as we have Darby Allen up uh, uh, teaming with Cody, Arn Anderson at their side, up against Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, of course, part of Ted. Love that group.
1: name. Love that name. Sorry.
0: I do too. I do too. Um, this is a good man. You know, powerhouse Hobbs. He, he, they're showing off his talent. Let's put Jr. over again. Jr. talking about how this guy yes. uh, w- was on a defensive line in college and also returned punts. So he had the strength to work defensive the line, but also the speed to speed. return yep. punt, athleticism. So again, Jr. doing what only Jr. works can do.
1: for me. My fandom that works for me that checks the boxes for me.
0: Absolutely. All right, so we get into it here. Uh, so let's get to the finish, and then what happens afterwards. So uh, uh, Cody hits a cutter, splash on the outside of Hobbs. Darby tags himself in, hits the, the, the coffin drop, one, two, three. So Cody and Darby get the win, and then we get all the shenanigans afterwards. Here comes uh, Team Taz. To, you know, Bri- Brian Cage comes out, and they're just beating the hell out of uh, Arn, uh, you know, beating up Arn, beating up Darby, beating up Cody, and it looks like it's just going to be the final execution. Lights go out. Everybody's wondering, all right, what, what do we got here? What do we got? Get a little bit of video, and then all of a sudden, the letters on the screen Sting. And out comes Sting, brand new AEW merchandise. Uh, Taz and company have all left. That's not the focus anymore. Now it is Sting makes his way to the ring. Tony Schiavone, very fitting, making the call that it's Sting. 20 uh, something yeah. years later, back on TNT, and Sting just goes corner to corner, giving a stare to Cody, giving a stare to Arn, giving a stare to Dustin Rhodes, giving a stare to Darby. Uh, nothing need to be said. That's it. And then sting walks out. And then I'll note this before I throw it to you guys. Uh, AEW then sends a press release minutes later, and then they go with it on TV and confirm that sting has signed a multi-year full time. is a a phrasing. They use full time, multi-year deal with AEW real quick. Let me throw a few super chats out so we can get them out real quick. $5 from Justin Lopez. You cannot tell me you did not mark out because I Effing marked out the beauty of it that it didn't leak out. And we had yes. no idea this would happen. Yes, that's yes. very key. And uh, I think we got uh, we got one more here. Ah, more Alfred, less Morgan. Bobby Burns. Bobby Burns.
2: Oh,
1: Bobby Burns. You don't have Troll. to Morgan.
0: <laughs> Trolling Matt Morgan for two
1: ninety nine. <laughs> so Bobby Burns thinks he's like working an angle with. Me. He thinks he's, <laughs> he's he thinks he's a worker. He really does. I got my money on you, uh, Mr. Mayor. Well, thank you, my friend, but. This Matt guy Morgan is, is a flea on the nuts of my nuts, <laughs> of my nuts of my nuts of my nuts of my nuts of my nuts. the real question you should have just asked: like, Wait, you have flea in your nuts? What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> 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 Supposed to be dogs' nuts. Leave That's it to the I imagination. Either. So, any more super chats? Though, before no go, talk about it? no, go ahead. So, holy bleep! Like Justin Lopez said, this was awesome. Not expected. Um, this is great. I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm worried about what they do with him as far as his wrestling goes, when I was working with him and this was, you know, to be fair, this is how his whole career was. Cause Flair even told he said this publicly, but he also told me this after some of my matches with Sting, you'd have to call Sting stuff for him out there. Um, you'll see my, 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 second to last match at TNA with Sting, literally young at him with his own stinger splash. No joke. Um, so I, my only fear is where is he at with his physicality? Is he healthy enough? Um, because one thing you don't want to see is a parody, right? He's, and I don't think he's 61, right? by the way. Which is right. And I just want to make sure, you know, I'm super excited he's there. So I'm just going to shut up and be excited that he's there because he is a game changer. He's freaking Sting. One of the most guys I've ever respected, ever. Any man, not just wrestler, man. Um, when I was getting, right when I got sober, I have my own story of my own Christianity that, that I have in common and shared with Sting uh, backstage. And we, he's a good man. End of the day, I texted him tonight. I was so excited for him. I'm just, again, worried about the physical part and what they try to make, ask of him to do. And I hope he's smart enough and not too proud enough to say, whoa, um, if it's too much. If that makes sense, because you don't want to see them mess up. You don't want to see them get hurt. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't want to see a parody, right? Sure. More
0: love yeah. for Alfred. More Alfred, way less of the- <laughs> Dr. Childers, 4
1: Poor Jesse. Jesse's a good guy.
0: Just oh, good guy. yeah. <laughs> Alfred
2: Sting. Can we just talk about the arrogance of WWE? And I mean, Matt hit it on the head earlier where you said, like, how could you let this guy go? If you just think of. Everybody who's under a WWE contract last year, like who just can't go to AEW because it'd just be too big of a moment or whatnot? I put Sting and Brock Lesnar at the top of that list. (laughs) (laughs) That goes before Roman Reigns. That goes before any top full-time star. God love those guys, and they would make a big splash, but Sting and AEW is the type of thing that my friends who don't watch wrestling are going to now text me, oh, my God, Sting's wrestling again? You know what yes. I mean? Like it's, This is the type of moment that is a transitional, mainstream star. And if God love Mike Kanellis, I think he's a great worker. I, thought, I think he's very underrated. And they did him dirty in WWE. If you're going to pay the type of money to keep Mike Kanellis under contract, you're paying that type of money to keep Sting <laughs> under contract and make sure he doesn't go to AEW. Because that's yes. the type of person that not even just being petty, being
1: competitive and being strategic, you do not let a Sting go to AEW if you can control him. Oh, God, no. You have him show up to your WrestleManias each year, Autograph Fan Fest sessions, uh, different Comic Cons maybe on behalf of WWE, uh, ringside stuff for the action figure line, just the action figure line. Hell, um, you can do so much with Sting. Um, this makes no sense whatsoever to me why they let him go to begin with.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean I had, you know, in the last couple of years when AEW has become a thing and we knew okay, the box and Cody and Tony Khan, they had the show that they're gonna compete right. with WWE. You know, I don't Alfred, I don't know if you ever heard these rumblings, Matt. I don't know if you did, you don't have to say, you know, I heard a lot of rumblings that that, that for the period of time Goldberg had came up on his deal with WWE and that Goldberg was somebody that AEW yes. had some interest in, and then all of a sudden WWE locked him into a new Legends deal and he's working crown jewel and yep. he's he's smart. Stable. Right, Definitely. so, I, so, so, to the word that Alfred used earlier, the, the arrogance—how wh- this slipped, how this happened—whether it slipped through the cracks or whether the WWE actually felt you're not valuable enough to do anything that's going to hurt us. And you know, Sting's not going to put on a five-star match that's going to hurt them head to head. But, uh, but as we Matt's alluding to, to, Sting with all the merchandise, with the recognize, with the recognizable face that he yes. is, to get people to go, oh, I know that guy. He's on this show. I'll watch this show.
1: And he's being put back on the channel that he used to be on years ago. So these mainstream fans that let go of wrestling are now watching MMA are going to be clicking through the channels, not thinking they're going to stop on wrestling and actually stay there. But when they click mm-hmm. past TNT, they're going to see Sting's ass, and they're going go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Lip. He's back, or is this an instant replay from years ago? Holy Lip. shit, he's back? What's this new company? <laughs> this isn't WCW. What is this? Right. You know?
0: it is credibility matt you said this a minute ago about um kind of answering what, what the first the first cynical question from fans is is like okay is he going to wrestle this and that i actually think his brief and you know quite frankly let's be honest wasn't a other than the wrestlemania 31 moment with the dx nwo stuff it, it was somewhat of an underwhelming and didn't go great run with WWE. you know the injury with seth Roll- all the stuff whatever but i actually think that Sting might have learned something in that run, and I think that he's gonna be better equipped in this. Whatever he does with AEW, I think he's gonna be better equipped to be honest with himself and with his bosses and say sure.
1: Hope so. yeah. yes,
0: put me in this eight-man tag with Cody yes. and his group against them. I'll yep. do this. No, don't ask me to go 20 minutes. You know, let's nope. let's face it. K- Kenny Omega it. is the equivalent in AEW of, of Seth Rollins and WWE. Don't ask me to go 20 minutes in the main event with Kenny Omega. I'm not gonna no. do that. So no. <clears throat> to that point, I think that'll help Sting. I want to ask this question to you guys and to the fans. While it was great to see Sting show up in WWE, get the Hall of Fame thing, and again, I, I was there for thirty-one great mania moment. I almost feel now, looking back, armchair quarterback. Had Sting not showed up in WWE for that brief run, that would have been that would have made this even cooler. That he's the because he's he's never felt like a WWE guy. So the fact that he's back on TNT with a new wrestling company, it would have been that much cooler that he is just because I, I don't I don't feel him as a, a WWE guy. And this, mm-hmm. even more so, he is the not-WB guy because they, they obviously let him go and are letting him be this huge asset.
1: But they've disrespected him from day one, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, even with how they booked him when he got to WWE. To not have not put him over at WrestleMania, That's ludic- that, that was ludicrous to me that night. And they had to throw the kitchen sink into that match for yeah. good reason. Um, all the different bells and whistles and, and the run-ins that I wasn't a fan yeah. of, but they had to do it. Um, And I get why you need all smoke and mirrors in a match that long with him. And I get that. And Hunter's an amazing wrestler. He can work anybody, but he didn't have to win that match, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I will
2: do it over again. And he would go back and erase that time with WWE and he would wait it out until AEW came along. And I mean, you talk about one of the biggest moments in wrestling history. If that's the case, if this is the first time we see sting in what, yeah. five years,
0: yeah. that's huge. I will say though, again, having, again looking back at that Mania Thirty One match, which is the biggest, the biggest match he had in his WWE run, and one of his biggest of his career because of the stage. I do, and this is this is me being super picky, but this is a visual business. You know, there's uh, that crazy ass look of him after the match at Mania Thirty One. He looks like I Edward can't sciss-
1: stand it. I can't stand it with his bald spot. He looks like Edward Scissorhands. I, I know what you're talking. I, about. I don't. And that's I, what I, I, I and that's what I'm saying instead of saying that detail because he's yeah. a friend. I'm saying the parody. Yes, I'm die, using my words instead. Dye
0: the, the hair that. black and give me a little give me a little bit of a tanning bed. Just give me a little bit. It,
1: it, 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 and, and Forget I, the tanning
0: bed. But, but the, but the hair. dyed hair. Give me a little bit of dyed hair and just give me. His the, hair
1: was dyed. It's not that it's dyed. He's, 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 he's 61. That's what happens. Your hair, hair, you hair starts to go.
0: Dye the hair. This is a great moment. I don't want that to be lost. I, I'm just saying now, let's you learn from what we learned. The WWE run was what it was. You have the world buzzing tonight. I don't know if AEW wanted this to be the headline or if they wanted the main event to be the headline, but this is the headline tonight is that Sting showed up on freaking AEW new merchandise next week. He's going to speak. This is a huge deal. Bravo to AEW. And I'm happy for Sting. He's obviously getting paid. Good for you. Just learn anything you can from that WWE run of how to bulletproof this run as best you can for AEW. Uh, is my... really
2: hard looking. I mean, the face paint is eternal, so he's always going to look like Sting as long as he has that face yes. paint. Uh, yeah, sure, they could do something with the hair and whatnot and tone him up, but the, the face paint just – he looked like Sting tonight. There's nothing where you yes. look like, oh, man, he's got a gut or anything like that. No. That's true.
0: no, his body looked good, the, and the music yeah. they had for him was good. The yeah. shirt looks good. He's got the baseball bat. Uh, let me hit some super chats here. Uh, so, well, this one's off-topic, Spanish-Scottish, 499 prediction. It's going to be revealed that EC3 attacked – That'd, be good. All right. All That'd right be we'll, cool get, that. we'll get we'll oh. get to that story um, he's
1: underrated as hell.
0: indeed he is uh michael caserta five dollars can a darby and sting feud Ooh. work for the tnt title Ooh, darby carry the feud they <laughs> did have they did have this look of the two of them and the camera kind of move it was almost like father looking in the sun kind of thing right
1: you know what i can see them going there actually yeah the problem is Dude, Sting ain't doing none of that crazy shit. He's not. Oh, no. he's, he's he's when I, the first time backstage, he's like, Yeah, so I, what'd you finish her kid? Um, and he's like, Oh, I jump off the top rope and I, I land on the <laughs> ring apron on you. Is he yeah. Oh, wait? Yeah, okay, kid, we're not doing that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no. jump off a, what? <laughs> yes, yes.
0: <laughs> How about right. I hit a stinger
1: splash <laughs> we take it home from there? When you fall down and I give you a poorly, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I perform a piss poor uh, scorpion <clears throat> death lock on you yeah, or I lose my balance.
0: Jonathan Jones, 499. Maybe he wanted to wrestle again
1: and WWE won't allow it, almost like Kurt Angle. Well, that's good. Hey, who knows? That's a good point, Jonathan. We don't know, but I don't care. You give him whatever he needs to, to make him stay.
0: Wrestling enthusiast Don and I and Goldberg are still able to perform without worries.
1: Well, yes. And let me be very clear because as he's talking to what I said, um, I'm not saying we don't know, but we do know because we did watch it in his last WWE run. I've been in the ring with him, Jonathan Jones. You have not. And I'm not saying that to sound like a dick. I'm saying that because I know the man, he's a friend. And when you've not been in the ring that long and you're at that age, and you have that legacy. You have got to be uber careful with how you protect it and, and the matches that get designed. And I worry a little bit with AEW because they are a newer company. They are balls to the wall with generally almost everything, which is why I like the show, right? I love all the matches because the athleticism, it's different than WWE. That's why I like it better. I'm not a WWE hater. I love WWE. I love, SmackDown. I love Roman Reigns, but I love AEW more. Um, but that said... I'm just nervous on how this is all hitting me at once. This was unexpected, you know? So as any of you guys have friends out there that are about to start a new job, you know, you're worried about them. That's all.
0: Well, to the point of Goldberg can perform with no worries, not to pick on Goldberg. Let's mind you. This is the guy that was inches away from paralyzing the Undertaker. Undertaker. In Saudi Arabia, so.
1: Yeah, I would not be using that as my...
0: Yeah, right. uh, Jackson Callens, a loyal f- uh, follower of the show. Thank you, Jackson. Four ninety nine. Darby sat in the nosebleeds, looking down at Cody. One hundred percent. Like Sting in the rafters. Sting will mentor him. Darby will be a will be stubborn at first. That's my prediction. That's a very yes. good prediction.
1: And that 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 definitely feasible. I mean, they can do tons of stuff together. I just you know the match doesn't have to be if they work each other. It doesn't have to be long. It's got to be a short match, like they did do with Goldberg versus Brock. That was smart booking to 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 have goldberg go over so quickly if you remember that was very smart so they didn't expose anything
0: justin lopez five dollars who do you guys want to see sting work with though like i love uh, he and jericho but at the age is no. 61 and no. 50 that i actually be don't
1: like him and jericho i like darby i like him mixing it up with the younger talents and yeah. then to get that get get that sting get that sting dust on him right get 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 on all these different younger talents get that rub it's funny
2: because people are saying, like, oh, Darby Allen kind of reminds me of Jeff Hardy. He could be the next Jeff Hardy. And that's a great that's goal cool. to achieve. But with Sting in AEW, he could be the next Sting. Can, they can literally tell that story where he beats Sting, and then this is your guy who's a main star, which is another reason W shouldn't let Sting go. Good
1: point.
0: Yeah, so uh, this is uh this is buzzing. I, I have I have one more question I'll ask about Sting, but I'll pose it to you guys once we get to the end of AEW Dynamite. So Sting uh, showing up the they plug next week. He is going to speak. So we will uh, come to find out more of what Sting has to say. He's not a guy that I think by his personality is going to go shooting, but I'd be very interested to see just what he has to say of why he's <sighs> in AEW. All right, so moving on, uh, we get a quick uh, pre-tape promo from John Moxley hyping the title match tonight. I want to bring this up. I normally don't bring up promos word for word, but I think it's really cool that he did, and we will talk about this as well real quick in the news block in a minute. He talks about how he and Omega, the two best wrestlers in the world, the stakes couldn't be higher, and he continues to, and he continues that there is only one thing Good. left to do, and that is to go out there and make everyone absolutely go banana. Singular banana. Nice great, little
1: great tip of the cap to dude. Pat Patterson. Where God rests us
0: Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. We'll 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 give a quick, uh, not quick and disrespectful. We'll touch on that after we get through our, our rundowns here. Uh, all right, so now here we go. Main event time. We got thirty plus minutes to fill, and they say that it will go past TV time if it needs be. John Moxley, champion up against Kenny Omega. Interesting note, Don Callis is on commentary. Don Callis, for those of you who don't know, Don Callis is an executive with Impact Wrestling. They are they are selling us on commentary how Don Callis has known Kenny Omega for 20-plus years, and, and Kenny Omega trained with the guy that trained Don, and they're from this place and that yes. place. And Big story here. Uh, Jose Lothario to Shawn Michaels, it seems like. Maybe. Yeah. All right, here we go moxley versus omega i'm not going to go move for move they fight all over as you would expect it's it's, it's there's there's technical wrestling there's brawling a little bit of everything it's a very good match again it's going uh, almost 30 minutes uh we get to a spot where it looks like uh, uh kenny has been suplexed right near one of the heaters and he landed funny all the refs come out let's stop everything let's get serious Callis gets off commentary he comes to check on kenny moxley's not having anything to do with the stoppage moxley keeps beating on everybody. And then as 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 Callis is trying to say let's stop this, Callis gets hit with a microphone in hand, he gets hit by Moxley in the process of that distracting the ref. Omega grabs that microphone, hits Moxley, blood everywhere. Ultimately, Omega ends up hitting uh ends up hitting the finish and gets the win. Kenny Omega beats John Moxley for the AEW World Title. Don Callis all of a sudden pops up, commentary selling Something about this stinks. Callis grabs Omega in the title, and they run out the entranceway. Cameras following the whole way. Tony Khan's berserk. The backstage is berserk. What are you doing? You're an outsider. You've, you've, you've betrayed the hospitality we've given you. Then they're stopped by Alex Marvez just before they get in the SUV. Alex Marvez goes, what is going on? And Don Callis says, you want to know what's going on? You'll find out Tuesday. Awesome. Dynamite's not on Tuesday. Don Callis goes, no not dynamite you'll find out on impact wrestling on access tv tuesday night so folks we have cross-promotional rivalry happening here between impact and aew matt
1: i was just back i i'm I'm being interviewed right now as we speak by a gentleman that's about to write the very first tna book the story of tna and i was just saying to him literally today that, you know, my heart breaks because I still feel to this day we had the best roster from top to bottom from around 2007 to 2013, 2012. No, 2010 maybe. And Then WWE did. I really mean that. We had AJ Styles, Beer Money, uh, Kaz, Daniels, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. They were still in like the X Division mid-card act of that show. Main event, get a main event, Mafia, Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner, Booker T, Mick Foley, Jeff Hardy, RV, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. The list goes on. We had a, I thought we had a better show for a little bit while. I really did I have a lot of pride in that. And so I was talking about today. I'm like, I couldn't even tell you what channel impact on. I just know my two boys, Gallows and Anderson just went there. So I've been tuning in when I can on, on, on YouTube and trying to see the highlights of what they're up to. At least Eric Young's there. So I try to tune in and see what he's doing. But not on television. I don't. It's not destination TV for me like AEW is. So I was heartbroken about that. That I could not tell the guy what channel they're on, and I couldn't answer that question for the last few years. Oh man, you're busy being you know you're you're in local government now. Why would you? But I'm still a huge wrestling fan, um, and I still watch want to watch it religiously, especially if it's good. Um, like I believe AEW is and SmackDown is um, certain parts of SmackDown. But um, do you know what I mean? So like. It, it, so this is, moral of the story is, I think this is a great idea. If you're Impact, this is genius. But no offense to Tony Khan and of AEW, like, let me ask you guys an honest question. Let's see where they go with it before we judge it, first and foremost. Let's see what the length of this partnership is. Um, but, like, right off the bat, do you guys not feel this pulls AEW down a little bit? Like, or no? Because Impact is so damaged.
2: I wouldn't say it does. I think it brings Impact up more than it would ever pull AEW down, especially the way they did it. It's not, it was just a random announcement. It's the last thing I ever expected to hear. Definitely. AEW's biggest show of the year, maybe of all time, is going off the air, is we're going to Impact Wrestling. So here you are on their biggest show. On this, They might do, you know, flirt with a million viewers on this show. And it goes home with Impact Wrestling. I think, you know, AEW being in its finest hour and doing it on this platform
1: Helps rise impact more than it would AEW, you know. It does, but do do you not feel like it's the New York Yankees saying, "Hey, Mariano Rivera, work with me. I'm old." Uh, Mariano Rivera is going to be pitching for you know Columbus Clippers, you know, two weeks from that, like.
2: Maybe it's about the Red Sox signing like an older player who isn't as good as he once was. But it's like, hey, if you come to our team, we can beat the Yankees. So, you know, Impact can be like the aging veteran who (laughs) get like reinvigorated by going over there. Uh,
0: First off, uh, you know, huge kudos to Don Cows and Impact. I guarantee what a genius move for that. A surge of of people tonight. were Googling. Do I have access TV?
1: Mm. They're on
0: their guide right now. Do I have access TV?
1: I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll admit it. I did too, because the guy who was interviewing never even told me the damn channel they're on. So.
0: <laughs> Secondly. So here's the thing. Uh, I also want to give note. It was within the last couple of weeks, Don Callis. I don't remember if it was in an and Alfred, you might know this. I don't know if it was in an interview or if he tweeted this, but he said, but Don Callis said this on the record that Kenny Omega went in Japan had he not gone to AEW, was going to go to Impact. Basically, he said that Impact, like he, like, do you remember this, yeah. Alfred? Did you, yeah, that, yeah. Am I right? Yeah, okay, sure. so first off, that's, that, that, that. this is great storytelling that this was apparently a nice little lead okay. into this. Uh, third, Matt, I get what you're saying, and, and I totally get what you're saying. You know, AEW, AEW's got NWA, <clears throat> NWA's world champion, uh, women's world champion, that looks more important than the AEW Women's World Title. Yes, it does. So now they're now they're opening the door and letting impact in on the rub to their main event. It it does feel like AEW is given a whole lot of real estate. What are yes. they getting? They, what are they getting back? But here's right. what I think.
1: I well, think that roster is that great. No offense to TNA. Or impact. I, th- I I
0: I think it's been known in the last uh, somewhere in the last decade, it's been recognized that if you're ever going to seriously compete and potentially uh bruised the machine that is Man. vince yeah it's gonna take everybody working together that's true so very, I, I
1: that's that's the best point you've made so that's far that's where this. i think that's that, point
0: that's what i think comes out of this is that this is this this shows open-mindedness of a billionaire who has more money than vince and tony khan to say love that i'm gonna work with you other companies who frankly i could tony khan could purchase impact he could purchase nwa in a oh, heartbeat. Yes. Yes, it, 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 it's some lunch money for him to purchase Absolutely. these two companies. But by him allowing these companies to be elevated, especially in a time where the independent scene is dead because of a pandemic, I think that's interesting. I also think just one more layer, the Young Bucks and basically the entire being the elite group, they had a huge impact and they had a huge working relationship at a time with Ring of Honor. The fact that Ring of Honor up to this point is being left out in the cold. I know. I that's was interesting,
1: gonna, too. I was just going to suggest actually, if I had a choice between the two. Is Ring of Honor no longer on any kind of broadcast television? They're
0: still they? on Sinclair, but I think they they obviously were affected by the pandemic in terms of being able to film and get content produced.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, why would you not throw it back, throw that bone to Ring of Honor before impact?
0: Just speculating? The fact that the young, the fact that the Bucks and the elite group and, and Omega and all of them decided to form their own company with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes okay. AEW yeah. and not put that investment in a Ring of Honor. Okay, just speculating, but looking at the players wow. on the board, Ring of Honor, I wouldn't be
1: for them. I wouldn't be for them to come. I wouldn't
0: something. be surprised if there's some there's some sour grapes there. I would no speculation, no. Okay. speculation.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll say not when it comes to money. And there's been enough time that's gone by, and more importantly, money. They need to make money. They're bleeding right now. And ROH, I think, has more legitimacy to it when it comes. But then again, I'm about to answer my own question. Um, Impact, I think, draws a different type of audience. Um, I think AEW is already getting those Ring of Honor fans as it is. Um, you know, smart. We used to call them back when I was wrestling, smart marks fans that were really up on wrestling and read the sheets and knew it's a work. You didn't have to, like, like Kay when you talk to him, like a dork. <laughs> um, you can be honest with them. Um, that was right around my generation of wrestling, right? And uh, I don't know, Alfred. I just I don't know. Uh, it's what do you think?
2: I, I think it's more than just spec. I think it's very safe to assume that. I mean, I would be shocked if Ring of Honor wasn't pissed at those guys for the whole time they were doing that all-in stuff where they're making history. And I'm watching ten thousand fans fill up an arena. I was just thinking, Ring of Honor better have locked these guys down if they're going to give away all these secrets. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. And so, yeah, I think that maybe that's one of the reasons that they didn't work together. They'd be mad at each other and whatnot. Uh, But it just really interesting, like crevice. It seems like AEW is at the end of this major uh, line of storytelling with this big television pay per view, and now going into next week, we've already got two big storylines to look forward to. It's whether it's Kenny. That's true. Question. Three, whether it's Sting, Kenny Omega, or the Inner Circle uh debacle. So okay. aW keeps doing a good job of saying, "Okay, we got all these people watching. What's our next thing?" That's part of the business of professional wrestling.
0: Yeah, and I also want
1: to make us come back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now there, there is huge anticipation to next Tuesday with Impact, oh. and now next Wednesday I'm, I'm with AEW with Sting and. Since and I left. Right. Um, I also want to point out Tony Khan did a media call yesterday. Where he was asked about AEW Dark and Dark is like three hours long. I mean, it 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 is everything. I watched
1: Dark. What's wrong with it?
0: Nothing. But <laughs> let me let me. The Dark is everything from independent wrestlers getting tryouts yeah, to know. you know, dra- Luchasaurus and established TV talent doing matches. And he said that they're probably going to have to break it in the two. They're probably going to have to you know uh, break it out. And I did again. I'm just speculating. But working with NWA, working with Impact, I'm 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 very curious of what is on the horizon here, being that all these companies have finally been able to put aside their egos and said, mm-hmm. let's try to do business together. Um, so a, a lot to and, watch. And,
1: and to be clear, to be clear, NWA, Impact Wrestling, you're lucky to be doing business with AEW. AEW sure. is the is the hot, is the new hot girl in the room. Everyone's staring, right? She, the new the new car smell, if you will, the Cor, Corvette. I'm showing my age again. Uh, what's the hot <laughs> new car today? <laughs> uh, a Porsche, the Ferrari uh, that's driving down the street, and everyone in the neighborhood staring at it. A green Nothing Tesla. Never happened in my neighborhood. There you go, a um, green Tesla. Tesla. But do you know what I'm saying? Like AEW has the most to lose, and in and, 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 and in my opinion, they're giving up a lot. So I'm very. I want to hear what the deal is. And what the hell is AEW getting back in return?
0: Yeah, what's the gain? And this- Alfred, this is this is you. This is Forbes. Get oh, to the bottom yeah. of the money here. Follow the money. Yes. Follow the money.
2: This is also, I think, AEW going after all these guys and working together with all these companies, it's like the friendly version of what WCW did to kind of hurt WWE in the 90s, and that Eric Bischoff was of the mindset of, I'm going to put ECW out of business by getting all their guys and bringing them over, or I'm going to steal from WWE, and we're going to get guys. With this, it's like, let's work together with these promotions Mm -hmm. and and attack that way, and I think that'll be better long-term in terms of rising all boats and helping AEW not burn all these bridges within wrestling
1: yeah yeah I, I, yeah 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 yeah
0: it's a fascinating conversation this is what we live to have and talk yes, about. Uh, oh my me, god
1: yes yeah this, is, this was a great surprise
0: and next wednesday we're gonna have more to talk about which is great about this um all right we have super chats that are piling up. no so are,
1: no raj if you're watching we're doing a podcast tuesday night we have to
0: <laughs> let me get to some super chats and then uh we'll, we'll, we'll toss it over to nxt here um all right so uh real quick here uh, Mika Wallace Seals, thank you, Nine ninety nine. 99 Wow. Uh, Callis tweeted that so, AEW screwed bro. AEW. What if during this crossover they do a Bret Hart-type angle, like Bret being WWE champion, then going to WCW? Would that have worked? I just want to say real quick, as the camera was following Callis and, and Omega and they were going through the – and the, AEW's never done this whole backstage uh, one shot. I did have feelings of Montreal Screwjob. I'm not making that up. I did have feelings of like, wow, they're really trying to manufacture – uh, so it, it it did hit me. It did resonate with me, a fan. So you know,
1: uh, listen to me. What I've learned over the years is you don't want to recreate something like like as monumental as that moment was, the Montreal job, Right? Let's continue to think outside the box. Tonight, I thought was thinking outside the box. Nobody saw this coming. Who knows? This could be one of those chapters that we remember years from now. Of the way we, I don't want to compare it to Bret Hart because it's just happened. It's fresh. Yeah. But how do we know? Who do we know with this? Because this, this can open up Pandora's box. Who knows? To all well, these different things that none of us could have predicted. I mean, three it, things. I definitely predicted Kenny Kenny was winning tonight in my predictions last week. But other than that, no sting. That's for damn sure. Couldn't predict that. I did not predict Don Callis and him saying to tune in to Impact Wrestling. I hope he's there. I hope Kenny is there on impact.
0: Well, I think they have to, otherwise they're Dixie yeah. Dixie Carter himself yeah. again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, here we so we got some more. <laughs> Danny Cochran, four nine nine. Hey guys, chopped off the tip of my finger earlier tonight. Thought I would watch you live while in the ER. It, while in the ER, you guys rock. Well, Danny, I'm sorry to hear that, but thanks you you for watching.
1: T- how are you typing that, Danny? If you his chopped o- off your finger, That's his a good other
0: partner. hand, Matt. His other
1: hand. <laughs> don't you know, guys? Don't you know, guys can only use one hand? I'll be here all week, folks. <laughs>
0: Danny's a switch hitter. Um,
1: guys can't do that.
0: Madden's elite. $5. Matt, being in politics and looking in the future, if Biden decides no sports, could <laughs> AEW recover all this momentum? I
1: mean, if Biden's not going to say no sports, no
0: sports. He's not going to say no sports. What are we talking about here?
1: Yeah, come on, man.
0: The leagues will out are, are able to police themselves. So, um, all right, we got more. Sorry here. Uh, $5, Luis Berunda. Wonder if they're selling this as a mega signing and taking the title to impact possible future merger with impact filling rumored second. AWTN. That's right. There has been rumor that AEW is gonna have another show on TNT and dark has been, has remained digital on YouTube. So that is that Luis. That's a very good comment.
1: Or do you make a super roster?
0: Uh, the, the the possibilities are endless of what you could do.
1: They need to get Magnus there. Magnus, he's the quintessential heavyweight champion. I'm sick of my man being disrespected, dude. He has got the whole. He's the whole package to me. Um, I keep he really is. Nick Aldis, sorry. Um, you know what I mean? He is freaking money. I like to see them get him back there and included in some stuff there.
0: I mean, we really, love his
1: stuff with Cody. Love we
0: him. really are on the cusp of uh, of of a of, of a war games and a serious effect of Impact versus AEW versus an NWA potentially. Um,
2: I would be very careful though. This could be.
0: I mean, AEW's done just about everything right
2: this early in their existence, but Invasion angles and in wrestling. I mean, they're just designed to fail long term and you don't want that big this early for AEW. I mean, I'm sure they're going to handle it fine, but if this is where it's going, I really love the idea of Impact being another show, um, you know, ancillary to AEW. But if they're going to do a wrestling invasion type angle, uh,
0: i am very nervous. The key is when you do an invasion where it's it's AEW versus Impact versus NWA, at the end of the day, when the storyline plays itself out, the person or the group that wins is he who has the most money. So AEW is going to win. They're be gonna better. they're gonna go over at the end of this.
1: Good, they should. Yeah.
0: Uh, Brad Swint four nine nine. Chris Jericho is the key here. He has boys with Don Callis. All right. Uh, I think that is something that's known to be true. He's he's longtime friends of Callis. Um, hang on, I'm going through. I think we got more super chats. There we go. Uh, more Bobby Burns. Impact is on Twitch as well as Access. They are showing a match between Morgan and Anderson right now on the Twitch channel.
1: Hey, not Twitch, Twitch.
0: Impact's been very good.
2: I've been watching so, it. Every... It's, it's been very good. I'm glad a lot of people are going to get to see it.
1: Good.
0: Bobby Burns doing more Morgan uh, hype building to his payoff. Is that everything? I think it's everything. Uh, let me make sure. I'm sorry. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, hang on. We got one here. Can I get it? Where is it? Michael, I can't get it to come up for some reason. I'm sorry. Uh, with NWA and impact possibilities, I'm excited. Inner circle versus Omega Gallows, Anderson, Nick Aldis versus Kenny Omega. I love it. That was Michael, Michael Caserta, $5. For some reason, I can't get your thing to come up.
1: Dude. And what's potential, I mean, we're jumping way ahead here, but like I would, I've watched some of the stuff Anderson's go. and Gallows have done on impact and it's not been very impressed. Not because they can't work. They're great workers, but just, I don't know. I haven't been really that into it. Um, they could be worth a ton of money if they do it right. And they do some type of the real bullet club reunite type of thing. You know what I mean? Cause they do have those videos they've shot together. You know, if you watch being the elite, um, they did one like two months ago together where they had Anderson and Gallows on. Um, I don't know. I think that's great usage of them though. And, I don't know any type of situation where you could. I know they can't call it the Bullet Club, right? But uh, I don't know. It'd be much better than what WWE tried to do. I think.
0: Jackson Callan's four ninety nine Impact has a decent roster. This could be decent. huge for Impact, but also oh, AEW to have could. The, these talents. I can see a big advantage to this.
1: It could be. It, of course, this is huge for Impact. I, I again, this is my former company. I love them to death and want the best for them. But dude, they they've been a joke the last few years, and not not anything they did wrong. They've done wrong, but. You know, it's just it is what it is. They're not, they're not on, they're not on Spike. They were, and say I'm not saying it because I was there. I'm saying we were legit. The only type of competition there was at WWE. No, and Matt, We still did better numbers than AEW has done to this day. Man, I'll never on
0: man, I'll never forget <clears throat> January fourth, twenty ten.
1: Besides that date, though, everyone always remembers that rating. But like we were consistently
0: All right. But that started
1: higher ratings AEW is
0: hogan and bischoff and all the things you guys are already doing up against brett returning to raw and and his shaking hands but you're right at that time and people people want to crap on vince russo but there was there was some big numbers being done at the time that russo and 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 all the cash you just looked
1: 2008 until hogan and bischoff came there look those numbers up and you'll see what i'm telling you about the consistency of those numbers were higher than AEWs. Um, and then, yes, Hogan and Bischoff came in, and all the bigs, Ric Flair came in, Hardy came in, RVD, Ken Anderson, they all came in at the same time. Um, yes, we had a huge spike rating on the January 4th episode. We had a couple more. Great. But, um, you know, people forget that. And after that happened, you know, and then this new company came in. What's the name that took over? The Owl? What's it called? Anthem. Anthem, thank you. Took over, you know, it was just... I went back there because Jeff Jarrett told me he was coming back and he was going to be the main guy there, essentially. Dutch Mantel was coming back. I'm like, okay, you know what? My kid always wanted him to see me wrestle. I'm going to drop 20 minutes as long as I screw up my politics because I was going to be running for office that same year. And they promised it wouldn't. And so I did a couple of shows with him and it was not the same. It just was not the same how it was ran. And people crap on Dixie an awful lot. They need to give her credit, actually, because if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have had those years. We wouldn't have had those golden years. You wouldn't have seen AJ versus Kurt and, and all these other amazing matches with Beer money, Motor City machine guns, me getting you, you, the young bucks, jobs with TNA. You guys never give me credit for <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. We are doing incredible numbers tonight on YouTube and across all the platforms. Thank you, everybody. Again, Justin LaBar, Matt Morgan, Alfred Cunilla. Alfred is his first time here with us. Uh, covers pro wrestling for Forbes. Uh, I I've worked with Alfred at Bleach Report and, and many other places. We've had some great times. I look Alfred up. He's been great tonight. Um and, and we got a little bit more to do here. Um so again, thank you. Guys, I'll ask this last question. Let's get over NXT. If you guys want to talk
1: it, is it do we have to talk about NXT? Is that the question? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> more AEW. We'll be brief, by, but but if you want to talk more about Sting AEW, all the questions. If you want to talk more about it please you see all of our social media handles right here um hit us up you know i'm sure all of us will be happy to go in a colt cone five dollars i could see a bigger rivalry brewing with elite and cody and the bucks versus og bullet club with omega and the good brothers so yeah you have um, omega if he's on impact's side with gallows and anderson
1: Ooh, i like that too okay i like that too there's not really much connection with omega and the good brothers in real life uh no But because he'd be on impact, I see what he's saying. That would work for me. It's a great match on paper.
0: All right. Last question, and then we'll pivot to NXT. Last question of each of you. Was it the right move to have Sting on the same night as trying to do this cross-promotional invasion angle? Yes. Did Sting steal the headlines?
1: Oh. Ooh.
0: Like, like did sting like, I mean, I, well, real quick, man, pre answer this. Cause I've got wrestling I've, sites. Anymore, real quick, real quick. I don't know the answer. I've gotten a lot of texts tonight. More than five. That's a lot from people who don't normally text me about wrestling, who text me and saw sting and hurt. Hey brother, I know you work yes. in wrestling. What's going on. That. So did that happen? Did people stay? And then did they watch Omega moxie and go, Oh, is this, a, is this the current future of the business? Was it smart? Did it help? Yes. Give a rub, or did Sting steal the headlines,
1: Matt? No, no. If you're an internet mark reading dirt sheets and not watching the shows, then yes, Sting steals the headlines. But if you if you're getting texts like you did and saying, "Holy bleep, Sting is on D What? Okay, let me go check. I gotta go, see, honey. Yeah, we we'll turn this crap off. We're not watching this. We're watching this. It's Sting. Shut up. We're watching. All right, we're, we're all watching now as a family. Right? She's yelling at me for telling her to shut up. Probably. And then, um more importantly, I now will stay tuned because there's this new company I've never heard of that's on TNT. At first, I'm thinking this is WCW, Monday Night Show or something, because I'm the guy that doesn't watch wrestling anymore, right? The mainstream person. Uh, TV viewer. Long story short, I see it's not WCW. I see it's obviously not Monday Night Show because it's Wednesday. It What's this AEW stuff? Holy God, these guys are athletic as hell in the next segment, right? You stick around because Sting brought you to that channel and the rub does come And i would be interested to see what that number is. I have a feeling that's going to be a very high number in that Kenny Omega segment. So, therefore, I think it was smart to do. Um, Normally, I wouldn't say it was smart to do. You want to spread something like that out onto one to each show, I would argue. But, dude, I'm sorry. This episode, and you said it earlier, Alfred, this is probably the best episode of AEW we have ever seen.
2: Right. And I don't think it was a mistake at all because it was two different ways of putting it with Sting. It's like this big moment where it's like, oh my God, yeah. it's Sting. And it's this on the same show with a huge audience. And with Impact, it was just they're going off the air. It was a crazy, wild moment. And they're like, I'm going to be on Impact. And you're just like, wait, what? Where are you going? And so there's two different ways to promote this, both on a show that's going to do big numbers. I think the Impact announcement is more geared toward wrestling fans. Wrestling fans are going to come in droves yes. to match point in terms of watching Impact. People in wrestling are going to know to go and tune into Impact. That's really all they could hope for uh, yep. this early into the relationship. And I do expect this to go longer and longer. They're going to have other opportunities to promote Impact on AEW. So for this to be the kickoff and the starting point for Impact, I really don't think they could have picked a different point that was better.
1: This was really good, guys. Like, we're lucky. Like, like, thank you, AEW. Like, you made wrestling. Again, this is what they're supposed to be doing. When we heard this company was coming, they are going to do outside-the-box stuff. Um, I was most excited for the athleticism type of wrestling that I was going to see from them. Um, but I'm sorry. They got a lot. of If you remember, it was, like, oh, great. I watched a bunch of small monkeys, blah, blah, blah. I will argue they've done a better job of storytelling and advancing storylines, all right, than WWE has. From top to bottom. Even when you watch dark. Even when you watch dark. All right. They I, I feel like there is their, their narratives are always pretty damn strong.
0: I, I would agree to say that AEW has a better track record of making every segment count and progress something. My yes. the, the the only critique I give them, <laughs> and I think Jericho even said something similar to this, so I don't feel bad saying this. They I'm do need a little bit of, they need they need a little bit of quality control because they have some they have some yes. duplicates or some things that, they, but yes, but, but that's, but, but again, that that's nitpicking. And, that,
1: and that's a new company, yeah. With no offense, Young Bucks, Cody, guys that are EVPs that are brand new to being EVPs, right? And decision makers that are brand new to being decision makers, right. and they're learning. But I'm sorry, I love companies that swing for the fences. Yep, they're swinging yep. for the fences here, and I give they- them all the credit in the world. I, I sw- love this.
0: They swing for the fence. It's either a home run or it's a big whiff, but more often than not, they're hitting it deep. And, and no, they're exciting.
1: hitting it. I, yeah. Yes, they're definitely hitting more than they're missing.
0: Well, we covered the, an hour an hour and four minutes talking about this, and, it was, it, and it's so exciting because you're right. We have more to talk about in the coming weeks. So that was AEW. Again, if you want to talk more about it, please uh, see all the social media accounts here. Hit us up. We'll be uh, talking more about it as the days and weeks go on. So that was AEW. Arguably, we'll see the numbers tomorrow evening. Uh, arguably might be the highest viewed one uh, ever so we'll we'll wait and see what that brings it's kind of it's basically a pay-per-view on free television Dude, you're, essentially
1: you're killing me would you throw it over to him already i'm just, <laughs>
2: alfred go George ahead nxt i'm putting me over i gotta come back you guys gotta have me back it's so nice being here
1: <laughs> yes in fact i will push i'm making the push right now publicly raj bring alfred back on tuesday so we could talk about impact too thank you man yeah i I love that <laughs>
2: But, uh, okay, we go to NXT. Uh, they start with a very well-done tribute to Pat Patterson. Uh, first thing we see when we go live, it's all the superstars and personnel of NXT. They're standing on the stage, uh, very somber-type atmosphere. Obviously, the no crowd does make it quiet atmosphere, but it was very somber. Uh, they cut to this great video package to... Frank Sinatra's My Way and also shows – I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with this footage. I've never seen it before. It's Pat Patterson doing karaoke to yes. My Way throughout. It's really, really great to see. I'm guessing it was like at a WrestleMania party or something yeah. like
1: that. No, he did it on uh, Veterans House. What was it called on WWE Network? Oh, Veterans House. House. He did it on one of those episodes, the last oh, episode.
2: Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah. So, it shows him doing <coughs> Yeah. Show's moment of his career. I'm glad it was really mostly kind of touching photos of Pat, like showing him holding the Intercontinental championship at WrestleMania, a couple of pictures of the Stooges, but I think they did really honor his legacy here. Obviously Pat Patterson's death is a huge story, especially in WWE where you're so uh, instrumental. Uh, what did you guys think about this opening segment? Uh, Matt, awesome.
1: You? awesome. Oh, they do these always very well. And Vince, I guarantee you was incredibly shook up by this one. Um, that's his guy. That's been his guy for years, um, you know. So, uh, well, obviously, our thoughts and prayers are to to uh, Pat's family and, and whatnot and his, his uh, significant other, you know. Um, he was a good dude. Loved him to death, man. Everybody loved him to death. He was the best. He, he was so cool to be around, fun to be around, always made you smile, always made fun of you even though you're going through hell I just had horrible matches get chewed out by Vince. I'd always come back after my matches and I do this or this to Vince. And if it was one of these, he would never give me one of these. If he didn't give me anything at all, that means I'm supposed to be in his office and he's going to chew me out. Essentially. Um, I didn't work big enough or something like that. And Pat would like always, cause he'd be right there in the gorilla. And he'd be like, all right, so here's what he's going to say. He's like, and then he'll say something ridiculous. Something that had nothing to do with the match whatsoever. And it just made you laugh. You know, he was a, and he's considered by far and away the best finish man of all time, uh, putting together amazing matches, especially f- best finishes. Johnny Ace learned a lot from him. Johnny Ace is another one who's considered a decent finisher guy, uh, but, but he learned a lot from Pat. We all learned a lot from Pat. Uh, I would argue Scott Hall could tell you a lot more. Razor Ramon, that character, uh, he's one of the better put to match put together orchestrators, quarterbacks. Of of all the wrestlers of all time, Scott was always known for that, and he got all of it. He'll tell you from from uh, Pat. So uh, a great legend was lost tonight.
0: Yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, you owe a thank you to Pat Patterson because whether oh. no, no matter what your preference or what you like is, whether yes. it's
1: whether it's he has uh, DNA on one of your favorite matches, guaranteed.
0: Yeah, so it's um yeah huge loss, and, and and really, you look at Pat's resume both as a performer and then obviously he did so much more after the fact being one of Vince's right. You know, Vince has very as a very select group of right-hand men that stood with him for so long with minimal interruption, you know, Pat's right there, Jerry Briscoe, Bruce Pritchard, you know, that other than people that don't share the McMahon last name, it's a, it's a, it's a, a small group. And uh yeah, when you think about what Pat has done and I, I never, obviously I never knew Pat the way the Mac got to work with him. I met Pat, Many different times, usually at hotel bars, which were uh, which were uh, exciting in their own right. But a very nice guy, obviously a, a huge gem to the business, so huge loss. Um, so yeah, I mean,
2: and you talk about Vince's guy. You want to know how close Vince and Pat were? It, you saw this 2020 pandemic and all the cost cutting and all the people who were fired, who you thought may have never left WWE. He's fired, you know, uh, or furloughed. Brisco. Brisco. At one point, Bruce I- was out. He never fired Pat. Pat was never in. He was always there. Uh, when Rocky Johnson died recently, Vince went to Rocky Johnson's funeral with yep. Pat Patterson, and there were yep. stories. There even like rambunctious and acting crazy together. But that's Vince's guy. That's his man, Fifty Grand, and uh, and I think a story that you know maybe under the over under the radar, and rightfully so, because this is about Pat Patterson. But uh, Vince might not be able to cope very well with this. And, you know, I'm 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 very curious to see how Vince would. Was- yeah. This. this is his best friend. It's like his brother dying. Like uh, yes, he's going to take this very hard, and yes. it'll be interesting to see how emotionally Vince is uh, in the coming weeks.
1: You're right. It's a great point.
2: Um, but it's a it great is, uh, tribute it, that we had there. Um, Vince, real,
0: real, real quick, out for just uh, one one super chat four ninety nine from Bigfoot Sneakerhead. Uh, do you think WWE might do something different and try to partner with an R H or an
1: Hell? No. Hell to the no. Yeah. No.
0: Not their style. No. They are I'm, elite.
1: No. But
2: you never say never and they could get desperate. You just you just do not know. <laughs> but I will say no. But you Vince never say will no.
1: not be around for is what I will say. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I if agree. Vince is no longer around, then throw my prediction out the window. For
2: sure. Are we getting to the opening match? Damien Priest and Leon Ruff versus uh legato del fantasma a very good match uh it stems from a confrontation backstage earlier uh with legato del fantasma and damian priest took out walking wild they get into a match the story of the match is uh they're working over a damian Priest's knee he really didn't want to have to tag in leon ruff he wanted to do this by himself eventually he reluctantly tags in leon ruff he goes crazy looks fantastic this match uh then Damian Priest gets back into the ring on one leg, uh, looks for the Reckoning, gets back in control. Ruff tags himself in. Uh, Damian Priest hits the Reckoning. Leon Ruff hits the Frog Splash. Leon Ruff gets the pin over Joaquin Wild, and uh, that's how you set up the triple threat match going into War Games. What would you think about that, Matt?
1: This was awesome. This was great. Ruff looked friggin' great. Um, I didn't like in the beginning when his title dropped around his waist. Do you remember when when he first raised his hand? I'm like, don't make him a comedy character. Like he's not some scrub. He's actually really, t- he's talented and he's got a different look. He's got a different vibe or feel. I don't know what aura, whatever you want to call it. When I watch him, I don't think of anybody else, which is good. It's so rare. And I love his energy and his passion. And you feel it when he works, you do, you just do. So tonight we got the hot tag. I was excited. That was great use of him. They did a good job. Very good booking with this match. I love this. It was great storytelling and I'll continue to say, what's his name is a main event star on the main roster, Justin. Raw and SmackDown. He hates when I say that. Because um, I do, uh, to be fair, NXT is my favorite of the WWE shows. And SmackDown's like right behind it for me. I hate Raw with a passion, Alfred. Um, Actually, but uh, it's the worst. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, um, anywho, um, what's his name? Um, Damien Thank you, Damien Breeze. The guy yeah. who shoots bows and arrows. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. Um, he's a dude robin he's, hood he's a mega star waiting to happen though don't you think like he's got everything
2: he, he's really good you know a lot of wrestlers want to act like badasses and whatnot he just has that badass aura that you can't teach and it's so valuable and like he's like 40 they need to put him on the main roster like right now Wait,
1: how old is he
2: he's he's in his 40s but i think he just turned 40 no um, way it, priest but damian nah. priest
1: Oh, I believe he's close to me. Really? Good information. but well,
2: we'll get your reaction to the match. I'll look it up while we get your reaction to the match, Justin. Huh?
0: No, it was a good match, and it's I you're was right.
1: Ha- if that's the case, by
0: the way. No, no, it was a good match. You know, I mean, uh, I'm glad that Ruff got again. He got the he got great. the finish. Yeah,
1: he got great. Shot. He gets
0: the finish in the pin, and like so, he, he has credibility. It's not just yes. So now it's not, not just fluke. it's not just the one two three kid thing. It, you know, he's got credibility. Um, so I'm down for that. You know, yeah, Priest looks money, and then. Yeah. I I think it was a segment right, Alfred. They have Gargano and he's got the scream guys. The, the ghost face guys appear behind him. So they're continuing this, like, this mystery of who is Gargano and his wife, Candace, who who behind these masks do they continue to employ? First, it was Indy Hartwell, but now there's more masked men who we like saw it. last week and now we see this week. So they're they're threading the, threading the story here with us. And that was a major
2: talking point on commentary. Johnny Gargano did appear as a guest commentator, and they were really grilling him about the masked people who keep appearing. Damian Priest, 38 years old, by the way, so, you know, a little close to 30. There you go. But uh, you yeah. know, I want to see more of Damian Priest. He looked great, and you know, Me you one-two-three one, kid—that's actually the template that I think they need to follow with Leon Ruff. And that one-two-three kid get, did get that fluke win over Razor Ramon, but then they built but him. Then and he took off. off.
1: He took off. Yeah,
2: yeah, it became one of the biggest stars WWE had in that era. So see yes. that with Leon Ruff, I'd love to see yes. it. It
1: great in this match. Uh,
0: Thank you, Justin. To- Thank you, Justin Lopez, for the two bucks for the fact check. Yeah, thirty-eight. Absolutely. Thank you.
2: Oh, perfect. A uh, video package showing the Undisputed Era. But before that, we got uh, Shotzi Blackheart. She's working on her new tank. Ember Moon and Rhea Ripley come in. They have a brand new engine. It shines all bright. We don't get to see it. So that must be part of their entrance at War Games. And then we get to the video package with the Undisputed Era. Uh, there, This is well done, too. They're in suits. They're in the back of a limo, all wearing these black and white kind of tuxedo-type suits with ties, neckties. Yeah. And they're, you know, talking about just the ascent of the Undisputed Era. They're showing the moments where they won all the titles, where Adam Cole Colgate yes. attacked Drew McIntyre. And they're really kind of using language that in the land of pro wrestling, and the body of a television show, you know, they're basically saying, oh, we've never had a fight from underneath, guys. What they're really saying is, guys, I think we're baby faces now. But <laughs> they pretty much said that without saying it, but this is just kind of a segment to build up war games that was well done. Uh, Then we are getting into a heel uh, talking segment with the women uh, at War Games. Uh, You got Candice LeRae. She said that she's got unpredictability, resilience, and strength. Raquel made a jab at Shotzi by saying Shotzi is going to feel like, wait for it, she got run over uh, as a nod to her tank being destroyed. Uh, And then, of course, Mackenzie is disgusted with this as a babyface announcer. She turns to the guys, fixes her face. Back to you guys. We get to Cameron Grimes. Versus August Gray. Um, August Gray, of course, the student is going to be Thatcher. Now kind of an enhancement talent. Cameron Grimes, good match. August Gray hit a really um, nice-looking uh, body for the top rope where he goes from the corner. Kind of like a BME-type uh, maneuver. But Cameron quickly hits his finish of the cave-in. <clears throat> the match celebrates. He brought a strap to the ring. So he's talking trash about Dexter Loomis with the strap post-match. Loomis magically appears in the ring behind uh, Cameron Grimes. And attacks him, and off we go to Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis in a strap match at WarGames. What did you guys think about this match in the segment after Matt Morgan?
1: Larissa, what did you think of NXT tonight? I don't. Thumbs know. down. Thumbs down. Say AEW all the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, great match, uh, a great segment. Actually, I go back to what you're saying about them being all dressed up. They looked like stars. That was, a, I'll be honest, I've always been on them. I like all the guys in the group, to be honest. I just thought they all kind of mix and match together to the point where they're the sum of all parts. The only real breakaway star I see in that is obviously Adam Cole. But the way they look tonight, I thought they looked like superstars. Um, and that was big. One more thing. I don't give a crap about Shotzi, uh, to her tank. Like as, a, like, as a fan that's invested in her character, I like her craziness, her zaniness, her unpredictability. I, I, I don't know why they keep trying to tie her into this tank thing. It's corny. For me. That's she looks right. like a, she looks a, you know what she looks like? She looks like this little guy coming out on his little tykes. Sweet. Jackson say hi.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, look at oh. that. Hey Jackson. See, we're getting we're getting we're getting all the appearances tonight. Right. Sting right. shows right. up, we get we get Larissa, <laughs> we get Jackson. This is <laughs> <laughs> what's 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 Mrs. Morgan cooking by the way? I know something was sizzling back there in the kitchen.
1: I don't know, some shit.
0: Okay, uh, yeah. and overall here, I, I, back to Cameron Grimes and, and Dexter Loomis, I'm a big fan of this. I like the fact that they have took Loomis to a new level. He's not quite oh. super. He's not quite supernatural like Taker or Bray, mm-hmm. but man, he's creepy. And, I, and, I, and I'm and I'm here for it. So he is creepy as hell, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Super super chat real quick. Lamont Thornton saying on and nine FTR is tweeting the North and Motor City Machine Gun. So two impact tag. teams. Oh my
1: god, we didn't even think of that matchup. Yeah. Oh my god! And by the way, I love the North, but I want to see Motor City Machine Guns versus Ben versus uh, um, what do you call it? FTR. FTR. There we go.
2: Not to put myself over, but I recently did an interview with the Good Brothers, and they did call out both the Young Butts and FTR. I said they wanted a triple threat match. I think they knew more than we did at the time. So.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, we get into Tony Meese versus Jake Atlas. Okay, I love Jake Atlas. I think he's super talented. I saw him in PWG. Thought he was great uh this seemed like oh, it was yeah. for him to win a match and finally they're gonna do something with him because they haven't been doing anything with him uh but then the kings of nxt pull up midway through this match in a yellow hummer so i'm thinking oh great now they're gonna just use this to bury both these guys but no they had a good match they both got some offense in uh jake atlas hits a cartwheel DDT, and he wins and he even gets a promo after where he cuts a promo saying they were talking up his heart throughout the match and how he's never gonna quit he says he's took three steps back one big step forward. I spent my whole life, and bad things always happen, but I always turn it around. He says he's going to the top, and nothing's going to stand in his way of being the cruiserweight champion. He's coming for Santos Escobar. Hey. What do you guys think about Tony Neese versus Jake
1: Atlas? Matt? I love Tony Nese. I've worked him a million times. Um, I've always thought he was the whole package, honestly. A little bit shorter than everybody, uh, at least in the you know main, non-cruiserweight division. But he looks like a million bucks. He looks like an, a real professional athlete should look, in my opinion. Um, love Jake Atlas, though. Love him. Love his moveset. He's original. He does stuff I've never seen before. Um, that's a rarity. And this was great. I love the push. It was a good win. Um, a good precursor match for a guy to go say, hey, I want to call out now this guy. I liked it.
0: Yeah, big fan of Tony Neese, just like Matt said. Yeah. And uh, more love for – oh, wrong one. Uh, da, da, da. Big love hey. for Alfred here. Raj, hire this guy now! Damn it!
2: Hell yeah! Yes, Contest donator.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm donator. Yeah, I'm a fan of uh, Tony Niece. Always a fan of seeing him on my TV. Good for this. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, this is. I thought this was well done. The Perfect segment. Uh, then we get to the kings of NXT. These poor guys. This is around the time that Sting debuted. So yeah. oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm the only guy watching NXT right now because I got to cover it. But like, I, I you know, I watched hey. it, uh, for, for those of you who missed it, which I'm sure a lot of you did. Uh, Pat McAfee cuts another great promo. My favorite is he comes out. Vic Joseph's actually putting over the Kings of NXT on commentary, but Pat just starts off. He goes, shut up, Vic Joseph. You suck. <laughs> and then he goes into RIP Pat Patterson. He puts over Oni Lorcan and Danny Burke, the best tag team in NXT. Puts over Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne gets a couple of words in. Um, he says that we are going to end the Undisputed Era. And he said, this isn't undisputed. It's a promise that they're going to win and that you all suck. So, Pat McAfee going full heel. Uh, again, a good segment here. So good. Fine, nothing wrong with it. What do, you, what do you think about Pat McAfee as a character?
1: Love him. Love him. I wish he was younger. Wish he uh, went into wrestling instead of the NFL. He would have been perfect. But um, they're making great use of him. He, he Everything you just hit on, and I know why you hit on it, because it's you're smart. He did his job. He got all of his talents over that he is there to get over while still getting himself over while still putting his wit, his humor, his comedy and there, not comedy, but his wit uh, burying Vic Joseph and company and, and just, just unpredictability of why I want to watch more of him.
0: Yeah. I have both screens up and I, I'm listening to Pat. I love Pat. And then all of a sudden I see Sting. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm <laughs> switching volume. And then I sent a text to Pat later. I said, bro, you just got jobbed in 2020 to sting in the ratings war. <laughs> How does it feel? Yep. This is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Rocky, yeah, sign Alfred. Cheers, no, cheers, stop. clap, 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 clap. Sign up. Good more.
2: We'll see if they can afford me. They can. No, I'm just kidding. No, but listen. Just to your point, Justin, it was so. I'm watching this promo. It's such a great promo. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, these poor guys. Like everybody's freaking out on Twitter. None of it's about how great this promo is. But you know, I'm sure they'll they'll watch it back and see. You know, we all know that Pat McAfee can talk. This could be a lot of fun uh, at War Games.
0: You know what's going to be interesting, Alfred? Tomorrow yep. night at five, we're doing a media call, Triple H. I oh, can't wait to answer. see. I can't wait to see what the, the sting response is
2: to this. <laughs> uh, me
1: too. Better ask. Okay,
2: well, I usually don't attend those, but maybe I'll just jump on just to hear him squirm a little bit, you know?
1: <laughs> yes. Okay, we have to talk
2: about this segment. I, I have to get you guys' reaction. <laughs> I have no idea what was happening here. Uh, so. Uh, I actually like what they're doing with Xia Li I like how intriguing it is, but they do this segment. She comes out of a pool, very dark, ominous type segment, and she's crying like she'd been holding her breath. She just right. tortured. And uh, this old bald, like Mr. Miyagi type says, uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was that or, you know, the guy from Flash Gordon, but uh, he says, Xia Li I know the new word, Lie. Okay, that's a Chinese word for again, because they were saying it throughout the segment. <laughs> Xyli, so up comes Boa. Uh, then they do it again. They're in the water. Xyli, they go up again. Xyli, like a military, <laughs> they're like bobbing for apples with no apples. Uh, <laughs> out of the pool, and they're wearing these weird, like, cult like outfits with the red mark on them. They bow and they get kendo sticked. <laughs> <And> the- <laughs> 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 it's like uh, what is going on here, Matt? What did you think about this segment?
1: Okay, so I've been trying to defend this for the longest. Raj has been burying this badly, and tonight I was like, ugh, "All right, fine, I tap out. I've given up." I liked the they were trying to do something different with a character. I liked all you know. I was a fan of this in the beginning, but ugh, tonight this doesn't jump the shark. This officially jumped the shark for me.
0: Yeah, jump- I don't know. This this okay. was somewhere in the and i and i love matt bloom this was somewhere in the the Tensai. lord the lord tensei what was his manager's name Saka Saka soccer, soccer something
2: oh sakamoto right sakamoto
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what this was sakamoto has been reborn
2: yeah this is very this is gonna be very polarizing just an odd segment i like seeing WWE when they take chances like this but uh you know this yes. is universally praised yes. uh it's very odd stuff you know yes Uh, We get into what I thought was my favorite match uh, on NXT, Imperium versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, They're working for Gibson forever. Uh, They hit this double drop kick maneuver in the tree of ball. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, kind of a back and forth war. It started out with uh, Imperium calling out Grizzly Young Vets. Bartell, uh, at one point, they do this great spot where uh, James is on the top rope and he gets thrown into Eichner, who catches him in his suplex. He kind of struggles with him at first, but that just makes it look more realistic because he actually holds on to him and hits a suplex. I really loved it. And as this match is building to the crescendo, here comes ever and they completely ruin it. Uh, they, they even got an interview <laughs> afterwards. They're driving off. They say Ever rules. So, you know, I really never really care that much about Ever I think they're really, I'm sure they're going to be great. And, you know, I know they have big yeah. things for them. They're just kind of at the beginning of their ascent. Uh, but this yeah. is most I cared of them and if nothing else, I'm pissed off that they ruined a great match. Right. Uh, what do you think about all this whole segment, Matt?
1: Great heat for them. Great heat for them to ruin us all. Like, this was a great match. Like, this is a match I'm going to go back and watch because I was going back and forth to AEW. But on paper, this is a match I've been dying to watch again because they've worked before. Um, these are great teams.
0: Yeah, this is very traditional tag team wrestling, uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Double Clutch 95, Super Chat. Uh, we had Alfred on Wednesday nights full-time. We, or we need Alfred full-time. Oh, yeah, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> we need him. Uh, so good, good chat there. Um, yeah, and with the Ever Rise, one of them's last name is Martell. Is he related to Rick Martell? Or is it, or am I just? No. one of, Okay. I don't think no. I he is. I, heard, I kept hearing Martell,
2: and I was like, is that is that a Rick Martell? No, yeah, no, no, I don't think he is. But you know, he might be. We could look that up.
0: Probably not. I probably would have heard about it otherwise. I just was curious.
2: Yeah, so it looks like we're headed off to uh, Imperium versus you know Everise versus Grizzly Young Bets. They're gonna do something like that. Um, we get into Thatch as Thatch can. I was worried about this segment because you know this oh. is going head to head with the main event of AEW. Ugh. I love Timothy Thatcher, but this is not the type of segment. No, it's want. the
1: worst. I'm sorry, dude. I hate these segments.
2: However, it was short. They did everything right here, I think. Um, you know, Thatcher really needed something after tapping out uh, to Kushida, which I still can't believe.
1: I can't uh, believe it either.
2: Doing his segment with the student, unnamed student who's standing there. Uh, and here comes Tommaso Champa out of nowhere. Just shows up. And now he's going to be the teacher. So he attacks Timothy Thatcher looks like it's going to go bad for him again. He said he's going to teach him some lessons. Lesson one, don't be an ass. But before, <laughs> he, before he can get to lesson two, the student attacks Tommaso Champa, And Thatcher proceeds to lay out Tommaso Champa in a big way, throws him against a barricade a couple of times, just your classic layout. And I really liked it. If nothing else, he gets his heat back. We've got a new character, looks like maybe somebody who's going to get you know, yes. his eye, which I love. I'm all cool. doing more stuff with Timothy Thatcher. Uh, uh, and, you know, backstage, he says he likes his students. He likes the students who learn. So this looks like this is going to be a kid who who sticks around. Matt, what did you think about this?
1: Sorry, mouthful of food here. Um, I I I, I want to let Timothy Thatcher – I'm bored by him. I'm bored by him. I mean, he, I don't know. I can watch – I feel TNA, TNA. I can watch WWE UK and see catches Can Wrestling – in, in, in true old school style of wrestling if i want to watch that um so I, I get bored by his segments honestly tonight was probably the best one of the the bunch that they've done with those vignettes with him um in my opinion um because of the fact that the student finally did something but uh i love seeing anything with tomasa Champa on it is a hit for me because i love him love his character
0: yeah, I like Champa being the first, you know, big, big match that that Thatcher's gonna have. I mean, well, I mean, I guess Thatcher had some other matches, but I, I like, I like this. But yeah, I'm kind of with Matt. The week to week training sessions and everything, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm stew heart you in the in the dungeon. Essentially, I, I'm not. I don't get excited for. Uh, I'm excited for a Champa versus oh, match. But
1: let me ask you a question, Alfred. Did you see uh, WWE UK? I you normally never watch it but did you get a chance to see Walter versus what's the Russian guy's
2: name? Yeah, Dragonoff.
1: Dragunov. What'd you yeah. think?
2: Let me tell you. Let me just tell you. I love the match, but just sitting through that, <laughs> it was just a different feel for a match that at the end I ultimately loved. I was just, I couldn't believe how stiff they were being with
1: each other. Yes. It, it just hurt me to watch it. And right. I, I thought it was a great match, but my goodness, like what a war. So anytime somebody makes fun of you for being a wrestling fan, hey, a it's fake or something stupid like that, make them watch that. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> that's the type of match.
2: I actually showed somebody the other day, one of my relatives, uh, my cousin. I was showing him that match just to show him, like, you just—I know you don't watch wrestling, you just gotta watch this for a little bit. And he, I mean, yeah, he just these guys—they think it's, it's
1: the type of match that if you show somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, though, you can convince them that it's real. Dude, like, I never, ever, ever, a garage and Glenn will always like randomly text me. Hey, did you hear this or did you see this? I know you don't watch wrestling news or whatever. I've never sent them anything related to professional wrestling ever in my years being with friends with them or being on the show. And it's been like six, seven years now um, for that match. Yeah. I copy and pasted the hell out of that from YouTube or the network, wherever the hell I got it from and sent it to them. I go, you guys need to watch this, drop what you're doing and you need to watch this because for me, I th- I'm being dead serious. I know it was super stiff. But I, th- I liked it. For me, that's still my match of the year to this point. Honest to God, I swear to God. That's how much I loved that match.
2: Yeah. And we'll throw over to you, Justin, really quickly. But I love that that match happened so close to the end of 2020 because now that is a match that you have to kind of consider, whether it's recency bias or whatever. But that's a match that's going to be talked about as maybe that was the match of the year because I mean, I would have no problem crowning
1: it that. I'd so- be in the conversation i don't have
0: God. a problem and it's also again one of the uh weird situations where the pandemic plays uh, uh plays yeah, in your hand because right. walter walter got taken out of the mix with nxt right. domestically here because of the travel so there was kind of at least for me there was kind of a clamor of like all right i'm seeing uh, Ar- uh eichner and fabian or i'm, I'm seeing the two yeah. guys from imperium but i'm not seeing walter who's the right. leader so then yes. when we finally get to see him produce in a match it, it, to me it, it that much more amplified to like It was a great match, bar none. But then it's like, I've been waiting to see more Walter. Me too. Me too.
2: Absolutely. We head into the main event. We've got Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Raquel dominates early. Rams are in the barricades. Makes use of the ladder. At one point, she tries a big boot uh, against the ladder. And Shotzi counters by hitting her leg into the stairs. Finally gets some offense. Shotzi tried a pretty cool spot. Uh, Anybody who's seen Shotzi do high spots over the past few months, probably had their heart in their throats so as she climbed the cage and she does a coffin drop. But I will say Raquel Gonzalez caught her. It was a perfect spot. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez by herself caught Shotzi Blackheart better than those nine women at Survivor Series could catch Bailey and uh, Peyton Royce who just laid it on the floor. But this was a pretty good match. It picks up. Uh, Raquel caught Shotzi, smashed her, gets some bladder. Uh, at one point a brawl breaks out. Mm. Women leave their posts so they're brawling on the outside. As Raquel Gonzalez is climbing to grab the briefcase, uh, out comes <clears> the Mariah out of nowhere, does a springboard onto Raquel's back, which looked really cool, uh, takes her out. Uh, she then does a moonsault onto the crew of women, which includes Raquel Gonzalez, opening up the floodgate for Shotzi Blackheart uh, to climb the ladder. She gets rid of Indy Hartwell, who tried to climb and grab the ladder on yeah. the briefcase on behalf of the heel team, which I think would have gotten her disqualified, but who knows. Uh, but Shotzi grabbed the ladder and she grabs the briefcase the man advantage goes to the babyface team. I have my own thoughts about this, but I'll have you guys respond to this. Matt, what did you think of the match? What do you think about the babyfaces having the man advantage at war games?
1: Different. We were just making fun of the fact how babyfaces never get the advantage going into war games. You know, so this, you know, we're like, this will just be an easy for sure. We really, really like Gonzalez. I've been pushing her forever. She works um, in wrestling, we'd always say the term big man, but we're in a different day and age. So big woman, right? A beast, a monster, a giant. That's how they've been booking her. And that's more importantly, how she's been working. She works her size. She works her look. Um, something I had to learn many years to do myself. It took me a long time um, to work bigger. And uh, she got the memo very early in her career. And I think she's a star. So I was not predicting her losing this match. Um
0: no, I wasn't. I predicted neither. And I just want to say to folks again: it, you might have been captivated to AW in the in the world title match going on. I get it. Go back and watch this because these two girls, these killed two ladies, these two ladies, yeah, they killed it. They did not phone it in. Nope. Uh, they they busted their ass, and there was a lot of creative offense nope. in this. Um, and I'm okay with the baby faces on this war games getting the advantage it's not it's probably going to be the war games match that opens the show i think the men are going to be what closes Mm -hmm. it and so the men have the heel advantage so i like the balance it's fine um but again i just want to give a shout out Uh, you know we're talking about sting we're talking about uh, invasions and other companies but these two ladies worked their ass off in this match this was very well
2: done, and Raquel Gonzalez gets better every week. Shanti's actually one of my favorites, so you'll never hear me complain about Shanti uh, uh, winning a match, and I really like the fact that the babyface has got a man advantage in this particular match, because I know we talk about things that are tropes in professional wrestling, that oh, you know, the heels have to have an advantage in this match like this, and I do agree with that for the most part, but this is a match where you can get away with a two-on-one babyface, especially as long as they start the match with Raquel Gonzalez, and they just have her beat the yes. crap out of the babyface, yes. like a Shanti Blackheart, then the two-on-one isn't necessarily an unfair advantage. It's like, so, you've got to have two people to contend with this monster because they built her into a monster, and if the, she starts the match and it's a two-on-one against Raquel, that's not going to be seen as an advantage for the good guys. It's like, you need all the people you can get to get rid of this woman, so I have no problem whatsoever, as long as they do it like that.
1: The reason they do it, though, is because it gives instant sympathy to the babyface team. That's the whole, that's the whole reason for it. It's not to give the heels advantage. It's to give the babyfaces the disadvantage. Sure. An instant sympathy. Um, but that's a good way to start it off. You have, you know, the, the beast of the team, the big monster, the big, you know, uh, Raquel Gonzalez started off and yeah, beat the holy crap out of everybody.
2: Yeah. Um, What what do you think about going into war games? Uh, How do you feel about the two big matches, Justin?
0: I I think, well, Alfred, I think you, you hit it perfectly with the women that you're right with, with a big woman like Raquel, it's, 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 it's deemed as we need this extra help we need the advantage um overall I think look I think NXT does a very good job NXT NXT is not as week-to-week flashy as AEW does again I say AEW swings for the fences NXT does not swing the swing for the fences but NXT consistently delivers on their pay-per-views and their payoffs so I don't know what the I don't know what the big huzzah moment is I don't know if it's a carry and cross coming back I don't know if it's Pat McAfee is doing a crazy-ass spot. That's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just let Adam Cole do that to him. I, I'm not sure what it is, but I'm looking forward to war games. And, uh, again, NXT at their own pace is doing the best they can. Mind you, they've been ravaged with a lot of injuries. Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, what have you, uh, uh, Rich Holland. So I think that they've made the most out of what they can. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but, but, obviously, they are in the shadows tonight in the headlines.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, that's the show. Like you guys said, great ladder match. Uh, I really personally love that tag team match. The Zile Lee segment was crazy. I think everybody should go back and watch that just to see it. Um, hey, it was a show, you know, it's going to get slaughtered, but it was a show and I thought given what they had to work with, and they didn't really promote it that much. Uh, I enjoyed watching it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, this has been a fun night tonight, guys. We've had great viewership. We really appreciate it at Bernie from DC saying uh, another excellent night of wrestling with the two best shows going today. Tremendous review. Uh, both thank you very much uh really appreciate all you guys and all the plugs uh alfred thank you very much tonight uh covering pro wrestling and forbes Alfred, give give the plug give the cheap plug thank you it's so great to be here you can follow me on twitter
2: at this is nasty go on forbes and look up alfred kanua k-o-n-u-w-a on forbes sports money and then watch my uh pro wrestling youtube channel just crossed 100 subscribers very excited about that pro wrestling bits everybody go on youtube and watch pro wrestling bits ladies and gentlemen
1: matt Thank you. I don't need. I don't plug. Why do you always ask me that stupid question?
0: Because I love your responses to me.
1: Um, I don't need to plug crap. I'm changing the world. That's my plug.
0: There we go. And alfred has got the nice advantage. He's on the West Coast while Matt and I are are uh, slumming here at midnight.
2: Nice and nice and early nine o'clock. You know, got all the time in the world now. <laughs>
0: Guys, thank you very much. Appreciate all the super chats. Appreciate all the comments. Like, share, do whatever. Uh, A lot of buzzworthiness. Send it to a friend. Have them watch this podcast. Uh, We'll be back with more post-night podcasts Friday night after SmackDown. From Matt, from Alfred, from the entire wrestling team, thank you very much. Be safe, and we are done. See ya.
1: Glenn and Raj Who, Alfred?